It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Twin City sports scene nonstop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you're going to do to me. Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post-game breakdowns and red-hot takes. The, the Timberwolves need a stitch. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with superior sports talk. Part of Locked On Sports, Minnesota. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got Carol Evans, very own Reggie Wilson with me. Life is good. Hump day, Reg. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Let's get it going. Yes, sir. They say it's the slow time of sports year, but we got plenty to talk about, like Byron Buxton making the highlight reel in last night's All-Star Game, plus ESPN's latest NFL power rankings and where the Vikes enter the season amongst their peers later. Putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean? All coming up on Superior Sports Talk. Remember, follow along on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button and Twitter. Smash that follow button at Lockdown. M-I-N. To football we go, 55 days, week one of the NFL season kicks off. ESPN's latest article has got a full deep dive into all 32 teams' rankings heading into the 2022 season. Now, this isn't your normal weekly power ranking with, you know, a quick blurb, three, four sentences on each squad. No, no. This is an entire breakdown on each team, top to bottom, from overall roster grade to quarterbacks, even coaching in front offices. So knowing all that, Reggie, out of 32 NFL teams, where do you think the Vikings rank given all the categories that were in play here? I feel like they probably have them like maybe in the 20 or so range. Is that, is you that right? never know with you, Reggie. Sometimes you take a sneak peek. Sometimes you go in <laughs> blind. You like to go in cold Turkey. You were close. Vikings ranked 19th on the list. Now mm-hmm. I feel like we did this exact same thing like three or four weeks ago. I forget what ranking we were looking at, but it wasn't as in depth and nuanced as this breakdown with each team's mm-hmm. draft being weighed in and GMs and coaches, etc. But I do remember saying to each other, man, 
Feels like the Vikes are a little low on here. They had them ranked in like the low teens. Again, very similar to this poll here. So clearly they're not getting a ton of love nationally. Now, the Vikes scored a 77.9 grade here. So that's slightly above average, but not very good. To give you an idea and feel for what teams they're grouped in with, the Raiders were one spot ahead of them. The Cowboys were one spot below them. So you're talking mm. two playoff teams from last year, both which have high expectations this season as well. The full deep dive, here you go. Overall roster minus the quarterback, they got an 80.3. That's 17th. Quarterback, 77.5. That's 17th as well. Coaching, they rank 19th. Draft, they rank 21st. And front office, they got a 78. That's 21st as well. Nothing like bad per se, but nothing elite or even very good. Highest scoring grade of all five categories would be the overall roster itself, with the lowest being almost a tie for the draft and coaching. But honestly, Reggie, when I look at this list, I get it. There's a ton of unknowns, and that makes it difficult to grade out on paper. But at the same time, there's so many unknowns that a year from now, this report card could and should look a lot different. You've got a first-year head coach. No one knows what to expect there. Your draft class is always a wild card with no sure things. And oh, yeah. You've also got a brand new front office for basically the first time in over a decade. So the Vikings, mm -hmm. more than any other team, at least in this grouping, feels like could swing dramatically from this season to next. Once we all get a taste and feel for what their identity is top to bottom with so many new pieces that are taking on roles for the very first time in their careers. I think it's interesting looking at some of this. Um, it's really, really good scouting report. I feel like from some of the the best guys over mm -hmm. at ESPN, um, their biggest worry, it says, can O'Connell and Adolfo Mensa truly build a productive partnership that leads to wins, division titles, and titles? Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, they say there appears to be a culture shift, and the arrival of O'Connell bodes well for the productivity slash versatility of the offense while the defensive additions this offseason look great on paper now it all has to come together and that's from lewis riddick who i really value his his football acumen and his uh football opinions i think he's pretty much on baseball where i think we all are you know i think here in minnesota i think the op optimism is quite a bit you know large, if you will, just because of the things that we've seen coming out of, you know, some of the early practices that we've seen, some of the things that O'Connell brings, some of the energy, you know, Riddick mentioned the culture shift, all the players have been on record talking about how different it is right now, as opposed to even just what, six, seven months ago under Zimmer. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how things come together. You know, like, Riddick said it, it all looks good on paper. We talked about so many times how, you know, the Vikings have so much talent on this team and how, you know, if they can put it together, they could be one of the better teams in the league this year. But can they put it together? You know, you got a first-time head coach. He's still going to be figuring some things out. He's got some great people around him um, that have been in the fire, been there, done that. And I think he'll lean on them and just lean on – you know, his preparation and the people that have helped him get to this point to kind of lead the Vikings into the future and and hopefully lead them to some successful games early on and often. But they have some really good pieces that if he utilizes them in the right way, they could be dangerous. And so I'm interested to see how 
they, you know, bring it all together. I think putting them at 19 is fair just because, like, there are some question marks. You know, they are largely unproven. There are some things that need to happen for them to kind of take that next step and really kind of put them in that top tier of a team. But, man, like, if if health is there, I think you really put them up there with anybody as far as competing. Like you said, Lewis Riddick said, it looks good on paper, but apparently it mm -hmm. doesn't look that good because they only rank 19th because people are holding <laughs> back here because they yeah. want to see it first. Like it's got yeah. all the potential on paper, but there's too many unknowns. There's so many different variables going on with this team right now. So many right. new pieces, a lot of unknowns. But if you're going to take a big gamble on the Vikes this year, you got to use Bet Bet BetOnline, your number one source for all your betting needs, stats, news, and info. BetOnline makes betting easy. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Back to the list here. A couple things I want to touch on. First and foremost, quick look at the rest of the NFC North. Packers tied for third with the Rams. Lions Boo. and Bears all the way at 28 and 30. I always Yikes. see the Lions so closely grouped with the Bears. And I got to tell you, <laughs> I just don't think the Lions are nearly as bad as the Bears. I just don't. And the other thing that stuck out is this. Top two teams are from the AFC, Bills, Chiefs. Next two teams, NFC, Packers, Rams. Then you've got to run on eight of the next 10 best teams in the entire NFL are all from the AFC. Only the Bucks and Niners from the NFC cracked the top 14. So 10 of the top 14 teams are from the AFC. Quite the shift if you just step back and look at a big picture from the last decade when you had so much firepower in the NFC for all those years. The power has shifted to the AFC and it feels like it's here to stay for the foreseeable future with so many young star-studded teams and quarterbacks. Lamar, Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert. While in the NFC, your top two guys, Brady and Rodgers, may not be around in two, three years. Imagine the lopsided balance then. Thoughts on the NFC North and the entire rankings as a whole just kind of what jumps out to you yeah the the nfc north is is one of those divisions where you're just like well if the packers are up there because they have one of the best quarterbacks in football but you know i think most people are hoping that the vikings take a step forward because of kirk cousins they've invested in the guy they've you know they've hitched their wagon to him o'connell says he's excited to coach him again and he's really the va the uh, the variable here, it's like if he goes well, like the team is going to go well. Can he elevate his play to that next level to compete with guys in that division? Really, really, the biggest person to compete with is Aaron Rodgers because you know when you're talking about him outdueling Jared Goff, I think you take Cousins in that. And you know Justin Fields is a talented young quarterback, but I still think you give the advantage to Cousins in that matchup as well. So it's really just kind of competing against the Packers and, and you know, just God bless against the rest. Although I do think J Detroit is going to be much improved, five, six, maybe seven wins this season, depending on mm -hmm. how well Jared Goff plays. Uh, he's going to have some very good 
complementary pieces around him, and they're really kind of building that team in the right direction to, I guess, their hope is to be a bully, you know, moving forward. Maybe not this year, but, you know, give it some time, give it some patience. They're going to try to compete. As far as, like, you know, the the outlook of the whole thing, I do think it's interesting. You talk about how the some of the best quarterbacks, especially the young quarter, the best young quarterbacks are in the AFC now. And then, you know, one of the better ones in the NFC, Russell Wilson, he's now in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you look around the NFC and you're, you know, you from division to division, you got guys like Rodgers, Cousins, you know, go down south and you got, you know, Tyler. Jameis Winston and and you know Tom Brady and you got Kyler Murray and Dak you know now you, yeah and it's just like a lot of those guys are are good but like mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are are probably not in the top fifteen other than you know you, you when you got a, a AFC West division stacked with quarterbacks and then you go to like the NFC East. And you look at guys like Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and whoever they're going to put out there in Washington, you know, I guess it's going to be Carson Wentz. But it's just like, eh, like the 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 power is clearly on the AFC side and it's going to be a, a slugfest. And I think if you're on the NFC, you got a couple guys, you know, you, you got to get through Stafford. You got to get through Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and other than that, you got to get through Rodgers. And other than those guys, you feel like you have a really good chance at trying to get towards the Super Bowl if you just get hot and, and strike fire. You know, you, you've seen it. Several years ago, the Rams with Jared Goff, they struck fire, had some some luck go their way and and really just kind of vaulted themselves into the Super Bowl. We saw what happened once they got into the Super Bowl. That was gross but i think on the nfc side you're like look as long as we got a chance we got a chance with those guys because we don't have to get to some of the more elite quarterbacks in the nfl till we get to that other other side and if they get to that other side it's the super bowl a couple things with that too those teams that you just mentioned seems like their window is pretty tight you got about two more years max Rodgers, Brady, probably out the door here soon. And then Stafford and the Rams, just the way that team was built, trading all those early picks, getting all those mm-hmm. vets, the way they're paying all these superstars. Maybe the cap is a myth, truly. But I think that each team has a window of about three to five years. Obviously, the Rams are in the peak of that window right now. They're trying to hope right. to get one more, maybe two. But after that, yeah. there will be a little rebuild here. So after these next two years, big picture, maybe Rodgers is gone, maybe Brady's finally gone, and then Maybe that Rams Super Bowl window's out of it too. Now you look at the NFC, and now it just seems wide open. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a team like the Philadelphia Eagles start to progress, and maybe Jalen Hurts takes the next step. Could be anybody, though. That's my point. AFC, though, boy, are they stacked for a while. The other last one here, just kind of a quick surprise team. Colts, all the way up at number nine, considered a top 10 team in the league. They didn't even win the division last year. That one I thought was interesting. Obviously, a lot riding on Matt Ryan, but they got a great roster there in a front office that may be one of the best front offices in the league. And then the Bengals, mm-hmm. talk about going from worst to first. They were at the bottom of the NFL, not just the division, the NFL for 30 years, it felt like. And now they're six on this list. They don't rank anything lower than 12th, 
12th in the draft, 11th in coaching. But overall roster, they rank fifth, according to this. And their quarterback, Joe Burrow, apparently the fifth best quarterback in the league, according to this ranking, too. So just some interesting different nuggets there. But, you know, just pretty cool to see these rankings, get some healthy debate going. We want to hear from you. Go comment on the YouTube channel. Let us know what you think. 55 days until week one of the NFL season. Vikings training camp just one week away. Until then, Reggie and I got you covered every step of the way. All right. To baseball we go. The MLB All-Star Game was last night, and who else but your very own Byron Buxton helped the AL team beat the NL 3-2 thanks to his home run. Luisa Rise went one for two. Low-scoring affair for an All-Star Game. Not many fireworks or highlights, but the AL gets his ninth win in a row over the NL. Reggie, any highlights or any moments that stuck out for you? You know, it's funny um, looking at some of the Twins Twitter after the game. Yeah, and yeah. You know, Buxton hit what turned out to be the game-winning home run. And most Twins fans were like, Buxton got robbed. Of course it was the Yankees that got the MVP <laughs> player. And it's just like, okay, guys, like, like we get it. It's okay. Like, yeah, like Stanton had a two-run home run that tied the game. You know, maybe, maybe they gave it to him because his home run went 457 and Buxton's went 425. All right, maybe maybe that was it. But you know, Buxton did strike out his first at bat, so you know maybe they they felt like they gave it to a guy who was a little bit more consistent over a couple at bats. I don't know, I don't know. You, I think it was a toss up. People were saying that if it wasn't uh, a quote unquote small market team, and if Buxton mm -hmm. was playing for the Yankees, then maybe Buxton would have won MVP over Stanton, but. You know, it, it is what it is. They got their little bonus, you know, for, for their All-Star Game appearance and then probably a little bit more for the All-Star Game win. AL team just always dominant in this game, even after Goldie gave the NL that quick lead to start mm -hmm. uh, with the 2 nothing lead on the two-run bomb that he hit. Man, you know, it, it, Man, Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's him. He's, he's a beast. Him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my team, by the way, St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Book them. Stand up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I thought the game was like highly entertaining. I really enjoyed some of the wrinkles that they added. I know that's not something that they can do throughout the course of the season, especially in high leverage situations. You know, bases loaded, pitcher is, uh, you know, trying to get out of a jam, and the announcers are like, hey, man, so what do you think about throwing here? What, what, what are you going to do to get out of this jam? Oh, I'm thinking slider. You know, I don't know. Maybe fastball. Yeah. If I can locate it. I can get out of this inning. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's a grand slam. He, he's just like, why am I even talking to you guys? You know? <laughs> and so I think it provided some, some comedy yesterday, getting some of the guys mic'd up during the game. Some things worked, some things did not. I don't really know what the purpose of the, the running David Ortiz was. That was, that was a weird, like, that was big interesting. segment, yep. I, you know, I mean, yeah. whatever, you know, he, he just kept running and say, Oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. Yeah. This is great. What's up with you? Oh man. I'm just out here in the dugout. All right. I love you guys. And he's just keeping it, keeping it going. It's kind of weird, but you know, whatever. Um, right. but I thought the game was, was highly entertaining, uh, yesterday. And I, I enjoyed watching, uh, I was really hoping for a tie in the ninth inning so we could have seen the home run derby off. I think that would have just given fans even more excitement last night. It was just like a, a repeat of the night before. The home run derby always gets people excited. So I was looking forward to maybe seeing that again, maybe Pujols and Miggy 
or somebody, you know, having their their signature moment on their way out. Um, I thought that that would have been cool. But all in all, I thought the game was highly entertaining. And, you know, I think they they're on to something. Just get make sure to get out of your own way, MLB, because, you know, they're still stuck between like tradition and fun. Right. And those two things don't necessarily collide all the time. And so it's just like, get out of the way, MLB. Like, let's yeah, they were trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to happen a little bit more, you know, organically, I feel like. But but mm-hmm. seemed like for a while they were, they were just gripping this bat too tight, trying too hard for a little bit. But back to Buxton, just so cool for Twins fans to see Buxton on that national stage do yeah. what he does best, just represent this small market team in front of the world in L.A., in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and kind of get his 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. Got to love it. Now fans want to see if Buxton can help the team win some World Series jewelry next, and you can too with your own jewelry from Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN+. Plus. Every order, insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need. Indeed. Three more days of rest for the Twins before they start the second half out with seven row games in a row, starting with the Tigers for a two-game stint. That's Saturday evening, first pitch, 5.10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Rest assured, Reggie and I got you covered every step of the way. All right, time has come. Favorite segments here. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with What Does It Mean? Covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports. First up, Vikings wideout Justin Jefferson needs 1,148 receiving yards to surpass Randy Moss for the most receiving yards by a player through his first three seasons in NFL Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm, He also needs mm -hmm. 1,400 yards to become the first player ever to accomplish the feat in each of his first three seasons. So what does it mean when it comes to Jefferson's chances to break yet another prestigious record and entrench him into a class all by himself? It seems doable, Reggie, just from what we've seen. If he does this, though, where does it put him in the ranks of receivers in the NFL we've seen over the past few decades start out this hot early in their career yeah I think if he stays healthy I think he probably breaks this Randy Moss record through like the first maybe 10 weeks maybe yeah like I could see that happening there and then the 1400 yards like I see him breaking all of that you know we've talked about it on this show Mm -hmm. before I see him as being a 2000 yard receiver this year and you know I think he can rival uh, the the Co- Cooper Cup season from last season, um, as far as like putting up triple crown type numbers, obviously he's going to have to compete with Cooper Cup again for that crown. Um, I'm not really sure if anybody else is going to come close to that. You know, you, you think maybe Jamar Chase. I don't think that Devontae Adams is going to have the type of season that we're used to him having. I think he's going to still have a good season. But there's going to be an adjustment period, you know, coming over from an offense that you've played your whole career in to now 
you know, you're playing with your college BFF and, you know, you guys are going to have some chemistry, but I think it's going to take a, a, a quick second to really kind of get it going there. So, you know, answering your question, I do think that, you know, Justin Jefferson, I feel like is already a top five receiver in the NFL. And I think this probably propels him to top three, top two, you know, maybe to the top of the list next year. If he does what we think he can do this season, there's no way that you can put him lower than two or three uh, next mm-hmm. season when it comes to the the rankings and, and things like that. You know, I think, you know, the Madden rankings came out. I think they gave him a 93. You know, Stop I think it. that was a little low. You know, they Stop probably could have given him a little bit more respect on that just based on the things that he's done during his career so far. You know, I, I he doesn't have that blazing speed, but the dude is super fast still. Ran you know, a 4-4-3. I think what do you want? Exactly. Do you want exactly. Like, you know, I think, you know, when you put him and Jamar Chase in like a foot race, maybe Jamar edges him barely, maybe sure. barely. Yep. But I, yep. I think, yep. you know, as far as just being an all around receiver is it, that's the funny part, because when you talk about guys like Devontae Adams, you don't necessarily talk about his like breakaway speed and all that stuff, but they Not still have him ranked as the top receiver in the, the league. But for some reason, you know, when you talk about Justin Jefferson, it's like, well, he's not a burner, you know, but he's just – no, it's just like – that. why does that matter with him and it doesn't, you know, matter to well, other receivers? Just give him the the title of being one of the best in the game because all he does is make productive plays week in and week out and put up crazy numbers. And it seems like he's always open when Kirk throws him the ball and he always finds a way to, to make big plays happen game in and game out speed rules in this nfl right okay Mm -hmm. and we put way too much stock in it when we get around to draft time and clocking the 40 times things like that because go sit back and watch an offense run what 70 snaps in one game just sit down and watch one game how many times does a wideout actually just run straight for 40 yards during a, a single game in 70 snaps Four times, maybe five. There's so much Depending, more. Depending, so if more you're the nuance. Bengals, if you're the Bengals, they seem <laughs> well, to chase on a on a go route every series. It seems like so. That's yeah. true. That's true. Speaking of Jamar Chase, I was just looking at some other records that could be broke. So you got Justin Jefferson entering year three, could break all these records. Randy Mosses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, Jamar Chase needs 1,562 receiving yards to surpass Justin Jefferson for the most (laughs) receiving yards by a player through his first two seasons in NFL history. Needs 1,250 receiving yards to join OBJ and Jefferson and Moss as the only players to accomplish the feat in each of their first two seasons in NFL history. So a lot of cool different side and sub stories going on in the NFL right now, but certainly everybody wants to know, can Justin Jefferson show up in this Kevin O'Connell offense and repeat and duplicate similar success to not only what we've seen but now what we've seen from cooper cup last season all right next one what does it mean the mlb draft took place while you were gone reggie and the twins selected shortstop brooks lee with the eighth overall pick and pitcher Mm -hmm. connor prelip from alabama according to experts both players were expected to be long gone by the time the twins were on the clock leaving the front office feeling like they got great value with both picks what does it mean for the Twins farm system and young talent now added to the mix? Is this the cliche, quote unquote, we got the guy we wanted, or we never thought in a million years these guys would still be there? Or is there some actual truth to the fact that the Twins may have just put together a really solid draft? Yeah, I think they did put together a really solid draft. When you talk about the 
duo of pitchers that went early. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. that they thought that Brooks Lee would be there. Um, and according to Aaron Gleeman, they did. He was going top two, top three in some mocks, wasn't he? Yeah. And it's like, well, like, okay, they got Correa right now. They got Royce Lewis, who, you know, they're hoping comes back healthy from yet another mm-hmm. knee injury and, and is the shortstop of the future. But maybe he's not. Maybe they put him at a different position. You know, maybe – and maybe Brooks Lee is not. Maybe they, they can put him at a different position. But I think they are really excited about being able to get him because, you know, they didn't think that maybe they had a chance. And you and I, we've talked about the draft ad nauseum on this show. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Best BPA. player available. B-P-A. That's what they did. You know, they didn't draft mm-hmm. for need. They drafted best right. player available, and they felt like, you know, with the guys that they got, they really got some good guys that could really help them in the future um, as they try to build the team to be sustainable, sustainable moving forward. And I think that's exciting for them because they're just like, wow, like, how do we even get these guys? Like, I think, you know, even some of the the other picks, they felt like kind of fell to them and they were able to really get a coup for some of the guys that they got that they can really build around moving forward. You know, maybe three, four Five years down the line, we're seeing these guys in the bigs really make an impact. And we look at this draft like, wow, like how did they let that happen? Like, you know, you got Rocker going after getting drafted last year. He got got drafted again this year. And you're just like, all right, well, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to let him fall to us? All right, well, we're going to take him then. Like, don't outsmart this. Don't, you know, get too cute. You know, don't get too overly analytical. Get the best player there. And Brooks Lee was the best player there on their board and they snatched them up again bpa it sounded like this was not supposed to be a pitcher's draft as we mentioned i think a week before leading up to the draft twins were supposed to be on the clock with no pitchers even gone but two of them go as you mentioned and hence why some talent kind of fell in their lap as far as connor prelip he's coming off tommy john surgery from alabama so that's not great, right? But we know this is a long-term plan. Hopefully he can come back healthy. But before the Tommy mm-hmm. John surgery, this guy was at least rumored and mocked in some cases by some MLB experts to go in the top 10 picks. Twins yeah, they got to at what, pick, pick 48. And this yeah. is a couple of quick stats here before the injury. 0.96 ERA, 0.71 whip, 45.6% Ks only 6.8% walk ratio. So yeah, he was at Alabama. It it notes maybe not all these stats were against like high level competition, but he's a southpaw, six foot two. He's got a 96 mile an hour fastball, still figuring out the slider and changeup. There's potential there, man. So if he can stay healthy, again, it really does feel like the Twins may have got two kind of quote-unquote steals compared to where these guys were supposed to and projected to go. Put together a really solid draft, at least at the top. We'll see how it all shakes out here in a couple of years. All right, that's a wrap. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikes, plenty more. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at TV And on Care 11, I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Arc, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. Prime members, 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.